We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Empowering listeners from the U.S. to the U.K. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me live on air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5. Now, we had to go extra, extra, extra special, not only by going live on YouTube, live on Facebook. We have Ashley Avis. She's an American director, screenwriter, producer of four feature films and over 100 commercials and branded content spots to date, and she's still going. She recently wrote, directed, and edited the modern-day adapt, and I'm going to mess this up, tongue-twisting, adaptation of Anna Sewell's classic, Black Beauty, starring Kate Winslet and Mackenzie Foy. Uh, This movie just recently came out. It's a hit. It's sensational. And Ashley and I happen to be not only in the same geographic location, we're in the same town. This is unheard of. I feel like I'm in a Lifetime movie in a scene or doing something with her because this has never happened before. Ashley Avis, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) You are welcome. That gave me a little bit of a tongue twister, the adaptation. I was like, Mm, do I need a little bit more water or what's what's going on here? <laughs> got my tongue a little twisted. How's how's everything going for you? Uh, loving our East Coast weather? Northeast? I am. I am. I miss the seasons in Los Angeles very much. I went to school in New York and I was born in Chicago. So I uh, I grew up with a lot of different weather and I, I it's it was snowing here the other day. It was just spectacularly beautiful. So it's nice to be visiting family for the holidays and getting some of that. Anything inspire you while being out here, especially after uh, writing and and directing and just really being so hands on with this film of Black Beauty, especially you are in farm horse country location. Yeah, it's it's really it is really inspiring being here and and being able to see such sweeping farmlands and and mountains and and just being able to see more of the sky. It's just it's been really really stunning and I was walking around the other day after the snowstorm just thinking about got a couple of projects in the works, one of which is equestrian based coming up. So I was just wandering around with with my little dog and looking at the at the beautiful landscape and thinking about different ideas. I'm constantly working. Now that Black Beauty's done, it's it's on to the next one, on to the next project and and that's always exciting. How's it been since the release in November? It's been really amazing. The the outreach that I've gotten 
personally, I was actually, I spent the weekend going through my, my Instagram messages and just people from around the world reaching out who've seen the film or were impacted by it. And it's just really special to, to get personal messages like that, where some people have said that the film was very healing for them. Others have said that their children now want to ride horses. It's been cathartic for people. So many people have said that they've, they've cried. And, and sometimes that's just really healthy to, to identify with a, with, with a, a number of emotions and to be able to, to connect with some of the beautiful themes in, in a classic like Black Beauty. And Anna Sewell imbued the, the original story with so much of that about compassion and empathy and remembering to, to not forget about love. And so it's just the outreach and the authenticity of people that have seen the film. It's just been really special. For those that I want to thank for tuning in today, director Ashley Avis of Disney Plus Black Beauty film just released in November grand golden top reviews across the board. Was there anything about this film, Ashley, that you were able to incorporate that may have been missed from the original? And did you include anything to enhance from the original in this film? Well, it was, it was a really special process to be able to write and direct this movie. I, I cut my teeth for years on independent films and small commercials, which grew into big commercials over a decade and building a business. So when I finally got the opportunity to take some bigger meetings, one of which led to a discussion about Black Beauty, it really, it's, this film is a merger of two passions for me because I grew up riding horses and then horses were out of my life while I was in college and building my business and my career. And so, and, and Black Beauty by Anna Sewell, the original novel, that inspired me to love horses and want to become part of the world of horses as a little kid. So as a filmmaker and an equestrian, Black Beauty is just, it's such a special project to be able to have adapted and to, to bring to life to a modern audience now. And so given how much the novel impacted me as a young person, and I know it's impacted so many people, Anna Sewell's work and her messages are so timeless. The, the novel is still, I believe it's still in the top 25 best sold books of all time ever. That's remarkable that it's had that staying power for so long. And so it was really important to me to bring the original themes and characters and locations and messages from the book into a modern daylight. And so I, the, the, a good example would be the fire scene. That's a scene in the book that shows just a human who's being flippant with, with the lives in his care. And he leaves a pipe and sets the stable on fire. So in our modern day version, taking a, a, a scene like that from the book, bringing it into a modern daylight, you sh we see the groom who he's on his phone and, and he, because he's not paying attention, he causes unintentionally causes this fire. So it was, it was doing work like that to tell the original story of black beauty while making some changes, which were necessary. We decided especially in a time when different voices and more diverse voices need to be brought to light. We decided to make Black Beauty female. In our version, she's a mare. And Joe Green, the original little boy who's a groom in the book, he's now female as well. Mackenzie Boy plays Joe Green. And so that was a major change. And then the other big change that initially stumped me when I was writing the screenplay, because I was trying to find all of these parallels and try, trying to honor the book so much, I, I was originally really stumped as to, as to what Beauty's origin story would be. Because in the book, primarily Beauty is a cab or a carriage horse and doing the types of work that horses might not necessarily do as much today or at all. And so I went back and I started researching 
why Anna Sewell wrote the novel in the first place. And I discovered something that I never knew before, which which was when she was a little girl, she was crippled, really badly crippled. And so she was literally carried by horses most of her life. And and that was in the, the late 18, 1800s. And, and that inspired her great love and her unique understanding and appreciation of them. And she was some of what she puts in Black Beauty. I mean, it's it's natural horsemanship today. She understood that horses, just like people, can feel love and loss and heartbreak and joy and compassion. And she really wanted to get those themes into the hands of the people of her time, the grooms, the stable boys, the, the, the cab drivers who, who had horses on their feet all day and night, just to bring a greater understanding and a greater awareness for kindness, compassion, and em- empathy. The novel was an animal welfare plea in, in many respects. And so as I was reading about all of that, I thought, well, maybe there's something modern day that we could help illuminate in our film. Because Anna Sewell's novel really, I mean, that changed so much of our understanding of, of horse and animal empathy. Her publications ch- publication changed laws for the horses of her time. And so when I stumbled across what wild horses are going through in the Western US, I thought, oh my gosh, that's the perfect parallel to honor why Anna Sewell wrote the book in the first place. Perhaps our version of the movie could make a difference for the horses of today. So that was that was the main seminal change in our feature film. What we are going to do is play the live official trailer of Black Beauty. Awesome. And this is remarkable. And we're not just going to be touching on Black Beauty. We've got other topics we're going to be discussing, of course, the Wild Beauty Foundation. So we're going to be tapping into that a bit to let everybody know uh, what you are doing in the world uh, that I believe that you are the only one that can speak beyond measure, Ashley, uh, of this. So uh, I'm not going to do an introduction because you're going to take precedence over the energy and the vibe and the the weight the level of um, importance with Wild Beauty Foundation. It's remarkable. Thank you, Stephen. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead. Let's get the clip rolling for the trailer, Black Beauty, Disney Plus. Director, writer, Ms. Ashley Avis. How's she doing? She barely speaks to me. I don't need your sympathy, Uncle John. That Mustang's got a real mean streak. She's just angry. She was rounded up and taken away from her family. What's her name? I haven't given her a name yet. I heard you lost your family, too. You really are beautiful. That's what I'll call you. Black beauty. It's so we know. We know. <sighs> You've gotten closer to that filly in days than I have in weeks. They say horses pick you. Thank you. The rescues have a time limit. You can't sell beauty. You're my family. 
Now, to listen to that, to watch that, you know you've got to see it. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's, it gets me emotional every time, even just even just listening to it and hearing those words and the amazing performances and the emotion. The trailer is remarkable, Ashley. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Did you have any creative direction in that, or was it just the film in itself? It, that was really the film in itself and the amazing marketing team at Disney who who cut that trailer. And I, I remember the first time they presented it to myself, my my husband and my producing partner, Edward Winters, and our lead producer, Jeremy Bolt. They they got us on a Zoom and they played it live. And I just started crying because it was just so beautifully done. And Disney's been so supportive of the film and the messages and just elegant, beautiful, emotional marketing in every respect we were just really 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 lucky to have them as partners describe the mood and energy on set ashley what was it like for you it was we we shot in south africa and i've been to cape town a number of times i've been fortunate to travel there for a few film festivals over the years and and south africa cape town particularly some of the best crews in the world are down there and we we flew in certain team members we had our cinematographer david proctor come in from from london his camera operator damian powell came in from london and we so a couple of people were were outside of cape town but for the most part we had a primarily South African crew and and the passion of everyone on set. I think so many people have been impacted by the story of Black Beauty. So many people have read the book. And even if you haven't, a movie about horses and about friendship and about compassion, that just, it, it, it hits you in a different way. And when we, the mood on set was just, it was passionate. It was devoted. The, the hours that every, every, person worked, um, especially our horse team with so many different horses to train in a short period of time. It was just everyone threw, threw their weight into their individual collars, so to speak. It was just, there were a lot of tears, <laughs> happy tears, because a lot of the scenes that we were filming were very, very emotional. And just, there's something magical about working with horses. There just is. What was your most proudest moment of the film? So the the reason this movie came about, I took a general meeting with Jeremy Bolt, who's the who's a wonderful, wonderful producer. And and when we had this meeting, general meetings for a filmmaker, you go in and you meet a producer and maybe you find a project that they like of yours or you like of theirs. Sometimes nothing happens, but you hope something will happen. And I took this meeting with Jeremy about a, a little over three years ago, and we just talked about movies that had inspired us to become filmmakers, to become artists. And I happened to mention the scene in the black stallion where Alec and the black are on the beach. And it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful scene with no dialogue, just set to stunning score, beautifully fo photographed. The cinematography is just gorgeous. And it's all about the connection between a boy 
and a horse and that just that mystical connection that you can forge with one of these stunning animals. And I went on and on about that to Jeremy and he's just sitting there smiling and listening as he does. And then at the end of my little, you know, my little passionate rant, he goes, you know, Ashley, my partner, Robert and I have wanted to remake Black Beauty for 10 years. You know, if you, if you know the story, if you have a take, let me know. And, and he said he want, they wanted to modernize it and they wanted beauty to be female. And so I had to take right in the room and I ran home and I put together this 40 page long presentation of story and visuals and how I would approach the film. And, and it went as things that are meant to be tend to do. It, it went, it flowed like water. Not that we didn't have our bumps and problems, but we, the, the movie happened very quickly and it'll be about three years in a week from that first meeting to the release of the film, which in our industry, as you know, is absurdly fast. And so my proudest moment on set was was probably the scene on the beach with Joe and Beauty, where which is an homage to the Black Stallion and an, an homage to how the entire project came together, where she is where she gallops down the beach and puts up her arms like she could fly. Because that day, we only had one day to shoot all of the beach scenes, and there are several in the film. The, the entire opening is on the beach. The entire ending is on the beach. You have the, the, the middle scene where she, uh, Joe and Beauty ride for the first time. And then we ended up doing, I ended up cutting a few different montages that include the beach in the, in the film as well. But that, that day, only having a single day to shoot all of that coverage from pre-dawn, where I, I really wanted the opening to where beauty is running by herself, not to have any, I, I wanted to do that before the light rose. When you have that dusky blue and that soft purple in the air before you're getting highlights on things like the waves. So we arrived at the beach. I got there at around 3 a.m. And I had about an hour drive from, from the place I was staying. The horse team was there even earlier, rehearsing with the horses, getting them used to the, used to the ocean and the waves. And, and then we filmed through dusk. So it was a very, very long day for the entire crew. And we had a, a number of different horses for different sections of the day. And the challenge, one of the greatest challenges was, given we only had such a tight shooting schedule for those scenes, there were we were only allowed to use certain equipment on one particular beach. So we had two beaches that were 20 minutes away from each other. And so for, for the scene in particular where Joe was riding beauty for the and putting up her arms like she can fly, I really wanted to capture that at perfect sunset. And that magic hour is maybe 40 minutes long. And so we were only allowed to do the stunt once where she takes off her, her fingers off the reins. And I needed all of this coverage. And, and as an editor as well, I, you know, I cut scenes in my mind. And I really wanted, of course, to get a close-up of Joe as she's riding. And you see all of that emotion on her face. I wanted a medium. I wanted a, you know, a, a, not a massive wide, but a wide that showed the connectivity of Joe and beauty, that showed she actually did her own stunt. Because sometimes, you know, if actors can't ride or, or for whatever reason they can't, they can't, you know, they're on a mechanical course or something, you only cut to a close-up. And then you have a big wide with a body double, and then you get a close-up of the horse or something like that. Mackenzie did all of her own stunt. And she's just fearless and amazing and really athletic. The horses loved her. And so trying to get all of that coverage in the course of 40 minutes, plus I wanted to get the big sweeping drone shots. That was impossible. And so what we ended up doing, we used both beaches at the exact same time. We sent the drone team to one beach with Joe's stunt double and one of the Black Beauties. 
and we had no reception between these two remote beaches. So once we sent off the drone team and, team and the stunt double, we had no idea if everything was going to work because also in remote places you have issues with coverage and that you know the drone can only go so far out over the water and until you lose the signal. So that was happening. So we were hoping in that short window of time the drone team would be able to get those big sweeping wide shots while the, the main crew was on the other beach with Joe Mackenzie Foy and and uh, the horse she rode for that scene uh, named Indiana. And you just hope nothing goes wrong when you have one shot to do something. And in that moment, everything went so perfectly. We had these two tracking vehicles, basically like a, a Hummer with a, a big crane arm dangling off the side with the camera, and then a smaller ATV sort of vehicle with another camera racing with Joe and Beauty as they took off down the beach. And we're all in the all in the tent behind my director's monitor, just holding our breath as she's going faster and faster. And then you see her fingertips and her close-up coming off the reins. And you see the nervousness that comes across her face because she's actually doing it. And then she puts up her arms like she can fly. And that joy that washes over Mackenzie's face, our whole team just jumped out of our chairs cheering for her because it was just such an emotional moment. And the fact that she did did a stunt like that herself, and we were able to capture that so beautifully, it was just, it was a really proud moment. Before we move forward to talk about the Wild Beauty Foundation, and I know I wasn't going to give an introduction because what this is so meaningful and passionate um, once again, Ashley, you would explain it best. I will share a, a little detail. I do have the website in front of me, and I'm going to uh, read for those that are listening what it's about. However, Ashley is going to give you the full body and embodiment of this incredible foundation. And it's something that I really hope people uh, go to the website, thewildbeautyfoundation.org. Uh, Ashley is just She's just top, top of her game. 2020, listen, to come out with Black Beauty. And I guarantee you, Ashley, I'm going to be seeing you on every major media. And if I don't, I'm going to probably have to make some phone calls <laughs> for 2021 because you are really the Cadness Everdeen in film right now. Oh, that's very kind. Thanks, Stephen. I like that. <laughs> oh, Ashley Avis is an American director, screenwriter, and producer of four feature films and over 100 commercials and branded content spots to date. To add commercially, Ashley is known for her long-form narrative work directing for clients such as Coca-Cola, Red Bull, Foot Locker, Mercedes-Benz, Chevrolet, Pfizer, The Cali Group, and many more. This final question before we move on to talk about the foundation, Ashley, what did you come to learn about yourself as a director on this project? It was a really unique project in so many respects because it was the first time, I mean, I've, I've done bigger budget commercials. I've done the very small scrappy indie movies where you're wearing so many different hats. I, I learned how to edit about 10 years ago because of just cre for creative reasons, for reasons of margin and running my own company. And then as I, as I started to edit about 10 years ago, I realized that I could become a better director in knowing the cut so particularly. And I could shape my own work exactly the way I wanted to shape it if I was cutting it myself, even if that meant it was a lot more work or much longer hours or 
you know, doing things overnight for a client. So when we were on the set of Black Beauty, in a turn of events, Constantine Film gave me the opportunity to edit the movie myself. I was on our, we were filming six day weeks and um, I was actually, I ended up getting a computer and I was cutting scenes together to, to show them. And they gave me the opportunity to edit the film, which is massive. That undertaking, especially for a young director, I had never edited a full feature before. I had edited, I've edited over a hundred spots um, and parts of my own, my own feature films, but it was a huge leap of faith by Constantine and by Jeremy Bolt and the other producers. So I felt like I grew enormously as a director knowing on set as we were filming that I was going to be editing the movie. And, and that comes down to so many things, music selection, pace, tempo. And we, I ended up having about 12 weeks to do a director's cut. And for anyone listening to this, um, that's um, more of the edit in the editorial world or on the tech side, I cut the assembly myself. I sat down with a hard drive of footage and a blank timeline and cut every single scene from scratch. And that was just, it was an enormous undertaking, but it also allowed me to edit seven days a week, edit in the very late hours, the very early morning hours to edit on holidays, just using all of the available time that I had to find Beauty's voice. I mean, as a character, Beauty is, the, she's the heroine of the story. And, and the way, even when she's not speaking as a character, she's still speaking just like a human. There's body language, there's reactions, there's the presence in, in her eye when she's paying attention and we had thousands of hours of footage. And I felt like from the beginning, which is when I when I started asking if they would consider letting me edit the film, I just knew nobody else would take the time to scrub through as much of that footage as I would, given we just had so much of it. And and so I learned I just learned so much as as a director being able to edit my own film. Would I do it again on the next one? It depends. Um, it depends on the style of the movie. I don't think I would I would edit like a big budget action movie, or um, I don't think I would be the best person to do that, but something in the future that's lyrical and elegant and sweeping, I, I definitely think I would put my fingers on the keyboard again. But I just, for, for aspiring filmmakers, I always say, learn, learn as many different departments as you can. Not that you're gonna do those jobs going forward necessarily, but either you'll be able to speak the language of your department heads and you'll be able to help them through problems or for something like editing, I don't know how I, I could possibly direct without knowing the cut because it just, it, it informs every shot. It informs again, like your pacing and informs the, the overall vision of what you're trying to construct. So I just definitely learned more about my own personal style, being able to do that on Black Beauty. I'm impressed. I'm very grateful and thankful that you are in the industry. Your work is beyond beyond words, honestly. It, this film, you are the perfect person. And I'm speaking in present tense. I'm not saying <laughs> were. You still are the perfect person to have been part of this. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Now, mm, the Wild Beauty Foundation, the Wild, the Wild Beauty Foundation is an organization dedicated to the production or protection, I'm sorry, of wild and domestic horses in North America, passionately advocating for key issues they are facing today through film, education, rescue, and adoption. Now, there is no one better to talk about this than Ashley Avis. Tell us. 
What is the Wild Beauty Foundation all about? Well, Stephen, when we were getting started with Black Beauty and all of those amazing messages for horse and animal welfare were so organically tied to the original material in, in Anna Sewell's text, I realized that if the movie was successful, and at the time we didn't know Disney would acquire it, which was we couldn't have been more perfect, but we knew that if it was successful, that we would have a platform to speak out strongly, elegantly, positively about certain issues horses are facing today, especially the plight of wild horses in our country. And it was amazing to me as I was writing the screenplay for Black Beauty and just talking to people about certain issues horses are facing in our country and different countries, but particularly wild horses in the American West, a lot of people that I've been speaking to for years now don't either don't know that we have wild horses in our country at all, um, and very few people that I've ever spoken to, maybe one in a hundred, know what they're going through, that, that wild horses are being rounded up in mass numbers by low-flying helicopters. They're stampeded for miles. A lot of these horses don't survive that. They, you know, little foals are being stampeded. Um, they, it's really sad. They break their legs. They break their necks. Their families are torn apart. Wild horses have family structures that are that are very, maybe not not similar to human structures, but but they they feel all of the emotions that we can. So if a stallion is torn away from his mare and her foal, it's like a dad being taken away from his his wife and child. It's really, really tragic. And then after they're rounded up, they're placed in these massive government holding facilities, these these mass pens, basically, where some of them don't even have shade, and they're just trapped in there, basically incarcerated for many years. The, the, there's a program for adoption, but, like we say in Black Beauty, not many people want a wild Mustang to train. It's it's hard work. It's I actually rescued two Mustangs that are going to be part of the Wild Beauty Foundation that will become ambassador horses who are just we're just starting the gentling process. And so we we really wanted to cast a big spotlight starting with Black Beauty. And again, very elegantly intertwining those themes into the movie. But then on the heels of the film, now that we're starting this new spark of awareness, we felt a responsibility to keep going and to keep doing more and to continue just talking about and in the ways that we can, illuminating the issues that wild horses are facing, illuminating the issues of slaughter. Not a lot of people know that in our country we can't slaughter horses, but they can still be sent across the borders to Canada and Mexico. And the fate that those horses face in those places is just, it's beyond horrifying. And so the Wild Beauty Foundation really got started because of the themes of Black Beauty. And then over the summer, my husband and I started rescuing horses from some of these kill pens that were that were slaughter bound. And, uh, and I was vetting adopters over Facebook and, and I'm still doing that and placing these amazing horses in in their forever homes and loving homes where they have a second chance on life. And so those those were the events that inspired launching the Wild Beauty Foundation. So what we're gonna continue doing as we grow here, we wanna launch educational programs. I really wanna reach children. I think it's it's inspiring the voices of tomorrow that can help save the horses of today. And so that's gonna be a big part of what of what we're aiming to do. We're working on a documentary about wild horses of which there will be an educational cut that we'll show in schools. And then we're gonna still do um, on the ground rescue and adoption of horses as well. And we're gonna definitely, if you're open to it, have you back on sharing all of this information because it is important. People yeah. fail to realize 
the lack of care that is not only seems it should be available more readily available however the the results are across the board for animals in general especially for horses they are the most empathic intuitive animals whether it be wild or domestic it's um it's deplorable if i may say of is, how yeah. these these beings not just animals these beings are treated I agree. And it's, you know, the, 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 the reason wild horses are being rounded up, that's a multi-layered issue, but I, but I've always felt like the way it is being done when there are solutions, when, when you've got great organizations like the American wild horse campaign who have proven that fertility control, there's, there's something called PZP where you can dart the, dart the mares in, in the wild herd so that they can't necessarily make more babies to put it simply there there are ways to control the herd populations in different states and so so the the reason wild horses are being rounded up is is again multi-layered but i think the way they're being treated is extremely black and white when you see a, a helicopter chasing a horse at eye level with its blades flapping right over the horse's head i mean i don't i don't know how an antiquated practice like that can possibly be legal, how we could be treating any creatures like that. It's just, and I've been to those, I've been to roundups, the real ones myself. It informed a lot of how I approached Black Beauty and seeing them in person, seeing the horses just sweaty and breathing hard and being rushed into a, you know, essentially a trap. It's called the trap site. And, and hearing them cry for their families, it's just, it's, it's truly heartbreaking. So I'm just hoping to be able to, again, elegantly, strongly, passionately leverage our platform and our position to just try to help make change. Because if, if people just, if people don't know that it's happening, it's going to be harder, again, for great organizations like AWHC to make change in legislation. So I feel like it's part of my responsibility as a passionate horse person and a filmmaker to, to try to aid that in any way I can. I wasn't too sure if I was going to go here, but I'm going to because I'm I can be very unapologetic. So we all know about <laughs> we all know about that um, five thousand page these bills. I'm not in going to be getting into politics, but we all know the BS of the nonsense of the multi millions and billions of dollars that are going to foreign countries when <laughs> you know Americans' money uh, should be going to foundations like the Black Beauty Foundation, animal protection, and the welfare of our animals and, and their lives. I just had to say it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's trying to change things requires time and energy and effort and ultimately money, especially when other organizations are on the other side of things. So it's, you know, the HSUS, AWHC, and then us in our smaller way. We're a very new organization. We're just getting started, but any support donations really, really help. I mean, at the, right now, the Wild Beauty Foundation is, is me, my husband and my brother. And we're, we've been working tirelessly around our full-time jobs as filmmakers to just try to bolster things. So it's, you know, for us, it's a matter of growing our organization, bringing on a small 
staff, a small team to be able to continue doing these on the ground rescues and adoptions to continue creating these educational programs. Because I'd like to, in the next couple of years, I would love to be in thousands of schools across the country once a year with this, this beautiful program that we've conceived called Wild Horse Week, where over the course of a week, Every kid in a classroom watches Black Beauty or watches our the educational cut of our documentary and learns more, not just about wild horses, but about how horses helped shape our world. And we built our country on their backs. And there are some just some issues that they face that should be wi- more widely illuminated. And I think kids learning about horses and compassion and empathy, those are great building blocks just for, for life. You know, those are great themes to teach kids. So I'm just, I'm, I'm very excited for the Wild Beauty Foundation to continue to grow and to reach more people, especially children. The Wild Beauty Foundation seeks to promote positive advocacy messages through the film and television projects we are involved in. Launch Wild, uh, Wild Beauty Foundation sponsored educational programs for children and young adults and later open our very own California-based headquarters and horse sanctuary. How is that going? Well, like I said, we're we're just getting started. So we've we've started with what we can do right now with with rescuing horses and finding them owners. We've we've started putting together the materials and the the educational cut of our documentary for we're hoping to launch Wild Horse Week depending on the state of things in our world. Uh, if kids are back in school, if not, we'll do it virtually. We want to launch Wild Horse Week next fall as a as a pilot version of the, of the program to see how, you know, how big we can do it in our first go. And then the the idea of the sanctuary that's down the line when we we've grown as an organization. So, we've got a number of short-term and long-term goals at play for Wild Beauty. How comforting has it been, Ashley, to have, you know, fellow filmmaker Edward Winters part of this foundation? Well, it's really special because I, when I got started as a filmmaker, I was going at it alone. I was producing everything that I was directing and, you know, it's, it's hard to run a business with, with anyone else. Uh, If you don't implicitly trust someone, it's, it's, and it's hard to run a business. And I think that unless it's your business, it's hard to care as much as you, if that makes sense. So when I was building my production company in my early 20s, I was taking on all those tasks myself. And I finally met Ed, who has a finance background, and and he was dabbling in the entertainment business. And, and we met and we fell in love. And he started helping me produce the projects that I was working on at the time. And it was the perfect marriage, pun intended, between us emotionally as well as for our business. He just, he really completes me in every way as a producer and has allowed me to grow more creatively as well in taking on, you know, shouldering a lot of the producerial tasks. And so when we met, we were able to continue growing Winterstone Pictures and getting our movies off the ground. So to be able to work together on Black Beauty was just, it's its amazing when you're working 18, 20 hour days to have someone at your side at 4 a.m. to bring you, you know, to bring you a coffee or, or to give you a word of encouragement or to go solve a problem on set. It's really invaluable. What's the best way for listeners and for all those that will be finding out if they don't already know about the Wild Beauty Foundation, how can they help to sponsor to uh, send in money, where can they go? What can they do? How easy can this be for them? 
Thank you. We have a website, wildbeautyfoundation.org. And like I said, we're trying to, we're doing rescues of horses while simultaneously trying to build a small team for these educational programs. And all of that costs money. It costs about $300 a month to feed and board a rescue horse um, and to bring on a staff. Those are all things that we're passionately doing right now. So any, any donation of any size helps. $10, times a thousand people you know that goes a really really long way five dollars a hundred dollars whatever you know whatever it's been a very hard year for so many people so it's you know it's i know a tricky time to try to ask for donations or to or to launch an organization like ours but everything helps every single life matters and um and then just spreading the word if you want to write us a letter if you've seen black beauty if the movie has impacted you if it's made you feel a certain way or fall in love with horses, either tag us wild beauty spirit on Instagram, wild beauty herd on Twitter, just find us on social media and tell us what the movie meant to you or tell us how you are passionate about saving wild horses or write us a letter on our contact page on our website. We've got an address. If you want to send us a letter expressing some of your sentiments, we're starting to collect letters about why people feel passionately about saving wild horses or why horses shouldn't be shipped to slaughter. There's so many different things that we have access to in our world now with social media or good old fashioned letter writing. Mm. So any of those things would be enormously helpful as we continue. Any closing thoughts, anything that you would like to share with everyone that is important to you? And that may be an upcoming project or something in 2021 that really needs to be brought attention to right now. Well, I hope, I think everyone is kind of ready for this year to, to come to a close and to get a fresh start in 2021. And so I hope anyone that has seen Black Beauty or, or will see Black Beauty will resonate with some of the beautiful themes of never giving up on hope or on love. There's a theme of a Mustang spirit in the film. And that's about empathy and compassion and being strong, being elegant, but standing up for what you believe in. I think all of those themes for children, for adults, but especially never never giving up on hope, I think, and I hope that those are messages that people resonate with as they come away from the film and they use those to go fearlessly into 2021. Mm. Any closing uh thoughts while giving a shout out something inspirational something that really can inspire future directors especially woman directors in our industry yeah be fearless be fearless be fearless work really really hard read a lot if you want to be a filmmaker a screenwriter read tons of scripts experiment find your visual style you don't need millions of dollars to to find your voice as a filmmaker. I got started by saving up a little bit of money by doing a number of different odd jobs. I worked in real estate. I ran a web design company. I flipped furniture on Craigslist. I taught ballroom dance, all of those things I I used to save up some money to eventually film one of my first projects for a few thousand dollars. I I shot a spec pilot. Just be, be innovative, be creative and constantly Try. You need to constantly make your own material to really find your voice, and you need to build up a portfolio of that material to get the bigger and bigger opportunities. And it's a it's a really amazing time, especially for female filmmakers, where 
and and for more diverse voices to be heard and seen. I I never identified with becoming a director when I was a little kid. I always knew I wanted to be a writer, but I didn't think my personality necessarily likened itself. I didn't see women directing movies and the world is changing. So I'm just, I'm excited to keep promoting that. But I, I would say if I had to use one word to come away, to come away from this with, to inspire anyone, it would just be, be fearless. Who would you like to give a shout out to anyone, Ashley? Sure. I'd love to give a shout out to, hmm, if I could only choose one. No, you can choose as many as you like. <laughs> the horse team of Black Beauty. The horse team of Black Beauty. Co- Cody, Elbrus, Arian, Sasha, Katya, all of the amazing people that worked the most insane hours I've ever seen in my life to take care of the horses on the movie and to train them so beautifully and so purely with love and compassion. The, the movie is just, it wouldn't be the same without you guys. So thank you are very welcome. I want to thank everyone <laughs> for joining director, the real Cadness Everdeen of film directing, as well as a woman who is making incredible, incredible um, difference for our animals, especially when it comes to the Wild Beauty Foundation. You can go to www.wildbeautyfoundation.org support help listen the stock market got over 30,000 points people have got money out there people are still (laughs) buying their frappuccinos they're buying their playstation 5s I don't want to hear that no one's got money I know some people have a hard time asking for money I'm in public relations I'm all about asking for money okay that's (laughs) that's my that's my goal so I'm asking you for the love that you have for your country, for being an American, for someone who enjoys peace, serenity, safety, security, and help. Help our animals. Help the the Wild Beauty Foundation and these wild horses and everything else that this incredible foundation is doing. Go to the Wild Beauty, uh, www.wildbeautyfoundation.org today. Those who are going to be listening to this later on, Google, look up Ashley Avis. You cannot miss her. She is one stunning lady. Thank you so much, Stephen. I really appreciate appreciate the interview and the kind words and the support. Um, it, it's been a joy to talk to you today. Absolutely. Ashley, stay on the line. And uh, you know what? If anyone's got any questions, reach out to me. If anyone would like to find out any more information about the Wild Beauty Foundation, Ashley Avis, you know how to contact me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, you know, Facebook. You know, I'm all over the place out there. I'm even on TikTok now. So I'm out there. And Ashley, where can everyone find you? I'm on all of the social media channels too. I, I'm on Instagram. You, my hashtag is is always Ashley Avis on Instagram, Twitter, Ashley Avis Director on Facebook. And yeah, I think that's it for now. And then Wild Beauty is on all of those channels too. Thank you everyone for joining Ashley Avis as well as me live on air with Stephen Quoke on Power 98.5. Ashley, hold the line. We're going to close out. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. Thank you to the Wild Beauty Foundation, everything that they are doing for our precious, precious horses, wild as well as domestic. And 
check out Black Beauty, the film on Disney+. Plus. A must, must watch. I'm going to be honest. I remember the original. This is my favorite. Not just because I respect uh, Ashley um, and what she's doing, but overall, you, you just can't compare it. You know, technology, advancement, everything that we're doing. I am not about remakes. I'm not about recreating films. I appreciate the original version, and I so appreciate, and, and I'm very, very happy that this version was made because it just brought another level. It's not a copycat film. It's not a runoff film. It's not a film that a production company or someone thought got bored and thought, oh my goodness, we're not creative. We don't know how to come up with brilliant ideas. We have no idea how to be real creators. No, everyone that's part of this project is a real creator and put real talent, real heart, real authenticity into this film of Black Beauty. When you watch it, you cannot dispute it. Also, please support the Wild Beauty Foundation. Skip your Frappuccino for today. You know what? Take a break from uh, buying your PlayStation 5 games. Uh, you know, cash in whatever it is. If you got a gift certificate, whatever it may be, please help these horses. They are the most precious gifts that we have in this world. There would not be life without them. And we need them. And we need the protection of them, the health and wealth, and organizations, foundations such as the Wild Beauty Foundation. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, Ashley. And make the best day of your life. socials and let's connect. We are officially off of the live. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was a blast. You did really, really well. Thank you so much. You ask great questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so appreciative of you that uh, you didn't ask. I can always send pre-questions, but I really love uh, that, especially for someone like you, that you guys trust yourself enough to trust me to go in this so organically, because these are the type of interviews that I'm all about. And you, if you can control less of the narrative and the process of it and let's see how it unfolds that's what people are going to get so this was recorded i will be publishing it we will be creating as well um, as an article link so it will be on the power 98.5 satellite uh, radio page and um, i will utilize your photos and what you've gifted to me to use and then what will happen is uh, we do send this off to our distribution company i like to use spotify so i will embed the spotify link into the online article with your photos as well as the uh, write-up bio about you that i'll will use from your website and then that will be there um Either myself or my assistant can send it to you if you like, if you want to use it for your press media kit at all, if you feel that it would be beneficial. And then um, other than that, this will be sitting on YouTube and, and everywhere else. So either way, uh, people are going to find this and see this. <laughs>